It's got one. What's the date and time of the barbecue? Do what? The date and time of the barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> when is it? April the 19th. Any other announcements? Yes, ma'am. I want to thank everybody for what they did for me on Valentine's Day. And I love you all. Amen. We love you too. I would like for you to add. Uh, the uh, McKinnis family, um, Danny McKinnis, a guy I went to school with, his mom and dad lived in Aberdeen. Well, his mom, his dad passed years ago. His mom passed Thursday. Uh, so lift up the McKinnis family. Uh, uh, they go to Bethesda Church in Aberdeen. Um, any other? Yeah, John?
Yeah, go ahead, Jace. Any other praises and prayer requests? Um, you can pray for me. Um, JR is having a birthday party this afternoon at uh, Black Ops Paintball Place in Fayetteville. <laughs> and uh, if they don't have 12, I got to go. Uh, so pray that all 12 show up so I don't have to get out there. Because uh, I'll wind up, there'll be a tw uh, 11 against me. So, anyway. <laughs> Do what? Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I've seen the pictures of those things hurt. So, I don't need to come home looking like people have been poking me with 10-foot poles. Um, anyway, uh, any other praises and prayer requests? Amen. Amen. It was good. Uh, uh, it was a wonderful time. Uh, the food was fantastic. Uh, the fellowship was even greater. And the bingo, we still need to tweak that a little bit. But anyway. Uh, but anyway, we had a good time. Uh, any other praises, prayer requests? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you and we thank you for this day. And Lord, we just come before you with all the mercy and the blessings that you give us. And we praise you, Lord, for the things that you're doing. We lift up these that are on the prayer list, Lord. You know each situation. Uh, we ask you to be with Quailhaven, Lord, and, and be with those that were, that were mentioned today, those that have lost loved ones. Lord, we ask you to just wrap your arms around them and draw them near to you so that so that they can find comfort in you. You're the only one who can heal a broken heart. Lord, you're the only one that can fill the void that is left by a loved one being lost. Lord, I ask you to be with each one of these that are mentioned. We praise you for the, the boy and the, that, that, that's uh, doing better and being removed from the prayer list. And as mom, Lord, we just love you. And Jackson, the 14-year-old, Lord, we just lift him up to you and know that you will guide uh, the doctors and him and it'll all be for your glory. And uh, Lord, we love you. Uh, I ask you to open up your word to us. Let us sing and praise you with all of our heart and uh, strength. Lord, that we can worship you freely today. A time is coming when it's going to be hard. Lord, I love you and ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would please stand and turn to page 423. I need the every hour. Savior, I 
nations lose their power when thou art nigh. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. I need thee every hour. Once again, good morning. Um, if you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to Mark chapter 8. 
I had a conversation this week, several of them to be with with people that uh, when they found out that that I'm a pastor, they wanted to ask some questions, and uh, one of them was that why would I waste my time uh, proclaiming a uh, someone who's not real. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, it's funny, isn't it? And uh, I said, well, you know, just because you think he's not real doesn't mean he's not real. And so we got into a discussion, and um, anyway, we wound up talking about the soul of man. And uh, so that's kind of what I'm going to uh, preach on today. I'm going to be in starting verse 34 of chapter 8 and I'll go to the end of the chapter um, comes, Christ has a great paradox that he gives here but also in this verse he talks about the value of the soul what is the soul worth now you can go online and you can do a google search and based on economics and everything they'll tell you it's worth somewhere around 68 million dollars that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And we'll get into the sermon and I'll tell you why. But uh, the soul is priceless. Do you remember when God said that we are made in his image? God's image cannot die. Our ancestors sinned and so our body has a date with death. I mean, all you have to do is look around and we know that our body is deteriorating. I can tell you from three years ago that my body's not in greatest shape as it was and there's things that I used to do that I can't there's things that I want to do and my body says no you're not you know but that's because everything on this planet is dying the only thing on this planet that is not dying is the human soul you go to Corinthians and you go to Thessalonians and when we preach funerals what do we tell them? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. And then you go into Revelation and John's, when they gave John the revelation of Christ in the book of Revelation, John says the souls were under the altar screaming. And God was able to comfort them, not yet, not yet, your time's coming. I will avenge you. So the soul is a, is a valuable asset, and that's what I was trying to tell this man. And uh, uh, he walked off scratching his head after we had our conversation. So I'm going to start reading in verse 34. It says, And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them. Now this is Christ's words from here on out. Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall be saved. Or the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words... 
In uh, this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Let's pray. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to open this word up to us. Lord, I ask you to allow me to decrease and you increase. Lord, let it touch the hearts that need to be touched. Let this ring true throughout the land that the soul is the most precious commodity on earth. Lord, I love you and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So he talks about whosoever will, will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross. Today in modern society, we have sugar-coated the cross. I mean, look, we have them hanging. People are wearing them around their neck. Do you know what the cross stands for? The cross stands for, and in their time of Jesus, the cross was an instrument of torture and death. When they tortured you, when they nailed you to the cross, that was part of the torture. And it led to death because you weren't coming off. And so we have so synthesized, got desensitized to the cross that we forget that when it says take up your cross and deny me, do we know exactly what that means? Deny yourself and follow me? Think about this. In the time of Jesus, whenever you was condemned to the cross, you had to carry it to the place that you were going to be executed. You had to drag it and it was a tree. It was probably an eight by eight with a cross member across it eight by eight whatever they had done to you prior you had to drag that cross to where you were going to be crucified and you're going down the street and people are waiting for you and they're humiliating you they're spitting on you they're verbally abusing you they're hitting you Jesus went through all of that he went through all of that and so, what we need to do is, do we really understand when he says, deny yourself and take up your cross? If we are not being, in our walk of denying ourselves, if we're not being humiliated, if we're not being pushed around, what do we expect? What is the cross worth to us? It will hurt you to deny yourself. I know, it hurts me and we try. And what happens when we get to a place where we hurt? What do we do? We stop. Why? Because we don't like the pain. It's like touching the hot pot. We stop. Christ didn't stop. He carried his cross right on to Golgotha. And so, that's what he says, you know, and follow me. Are we truly taking up our cross every day? Are we dying to ourselves? He paid a tremendous price for us. And to lose, in verse 35, it says that whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. To lose is to save. If you lose your life, when you give your life to Christ, you have lost your right to your life. Do, you re do we realize that? When we accepted Christ, we were bought and paid for. That's why Paul can make the statement, I'm a slave, a bond servant of Christ. We've been bought and paid for with a severe price. Every one of us that have accepted Christ, 
Christ paid the price. We don't have a right to ourselves. We have a right to do what he's called us to do. We're obligated to do what he's called to do because he paid for us. We are slaves to him. Now we have a wonderful master who doesn't beat us. We have a wonderful master who does not harm us. But we have a wonderful master who is dedicated to us. He loved us. He loves us. He gives us a command and he expects us to do it. That's just like moms and dads. When you give your child a command, do you expect them to stand there and argue with you? Do you expect them to, I'm not going to do it. What happens when they just tell you they ain't going to do it? Mom and dad gets mad. And rightly so. Rightly so. That child needs to do what he's told. It's called honoring your father and your mother. See, everything that we talk about in the Bible, everything that we talk about here on Sundays has eternal consequences. And we forget that as we go through our lives. We forget that. What kind of image are we portraying to the public out there? Do they see Jesus in us or do they see somebody who Jesus on Sunday and Wednesday? What do they see? Do we look different than the rest of the world? So if you, if you lose your life for the gospel and Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Now, I don't know that he's calling any one of us to lay down our lives physically. But he is calling us to take up that cross and bear the burdens of sharing the gospel. He's calling us to do that. In fact, he ordered us to do that last Sunday at the la or, or the other day in Guatemala, I think it was. I preached Mark, I mean Matthew 28, the end of the book. And he gave us a command of what to do. And the prophet is the forfeit. In verse 36, it says, uh, For what shall a man... Or shall, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the world, the whole world, and lose his own soul? Think about this. God gave us the soul. He breathed his spirit into Adam. No other animal on the face of this earth or creature did he do that. He created them and they went. But he breathed his spirit into Adam. And then he created Eve out of Adam. And that spirit was in it. We all have the spirit in us. How do you think we know right from wrong? How do you think we knew that even before we came to Christ? How did we know that there is a moral law even before we came to Christ? We all sing the hymns. We've all heard them. You know, so-and-so passed and their soul wings its way to heaven. The soul is the most valuable asset that a man has. And think about this. Let me give you an analogy. What will a man, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world but lose his soul? To gamble the soul on the stock market of worldliness. Not only is it foolish, for there's nothing to gain 
in light of eternity. See, it is appointed for man to die once and then the judgment. When he's talking about losing his life here and gambling his soul, he's talking about the second death, the spiritual death, the separation from God. And if you're gambling with your soul, there's really no contest. Satan has the deck stacked against you. He's going to put all your desires and all of your wishes in front of you. Going to tell you how great they are. He's going to dangle them. How wonderful it'll be. Look, Satan offered the world to Jesus Christ. And Jesus rejected it. He's offering the world to everybody if they will reject God and worship Satan. Today, on the world stage, you can see them blatantly worshiping Satan. It's not even hidden anymore. People are giving up their souls. They're giving up their eternal life for a lie. What is it worth? Think about this. I'll tell you how expensive and how valuable the soul of a human is. God himself put on flesh and walked the earth. Freely gave himself on a cross so that his bloodshed would reconcile the sins of the world. So that humans could become before God as if nothing happened. Their sins are forgiven forever. Forever. That's why you know where you're going to spend eternity. I know without a shadow of a doubt where I'm going to spend eternity. I know that I'm still on the wheel. And the potter's hands are still shaping and forming me. But I know where I'm going. If my pot cracks while on the wheel, I'm still going to heaven. He's still forming me. He's still forming you. See, the goal is to be Christ-like. That's the standard. We have a standard to live by. What did Christ do? How did he treat people? That's the way we're to treat each other. That's the way we're to act in all of our businesses and all of our dealings with each other. He was generous. He was loving. He was stern. He was factual. He didn't lie. <clears throat> it's like I told the gentleman the other day. I know where I'm going to spend eternity. And he laughed. He said, so you, you bought 100% into that fable. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't bet my soul it not being true. I said, because if I die and all of this is a fable, I still, the content of my life is better than without it. Because without it, you're walking around with no hope thinking this is all there is. 
And I have hope that there's something better than this beyond here. Something innately inside me tells me it's the truth. And I accepted it. And I'm ready to give a defense for why I believe it. I said, but however, if we get to the end of this, and this is true, you lose. I'm going to be in paradise and you're going to burn in hell. I ain't willing to bet that. I don't have that much faith to think this is not true. He walked off. That's when he walked off scratching his head. See, our soul is the most valuable asset we have. That's what's made in the image of God. Where do you think we get our character from? Where do you think we know how to do what's right and what's wrong? Where do you think the Holy Spirit goes into us and resides? Well, not only in the heart, but with the soul. It activates the soul. It communicates with the soul. And through the soul comes out of you. That is the inner part of you. That is the part that shall never, never die. Whether you're spending it in heaven or whether you're spending it in hell, that soul is going to live forever. And then when Christ comes at the trumpet, that soul is going to be reunited with the body. And if you are on the right side of this, you're going to get a glorified body. If you're not, you're going to get the other body and you're going to spend it in hell, separated from God. In misery for eternity. Don't gamble your soul. Don't gamble with it. If you're not sure, today's the day to make sure that you understand where you're going to spend your eternity. There are people out there who are dying to know what you know. Let me rephrase that. There are people out there who are dead, walking, waiting to know what you know. The value of the soul. And so, so what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What shall a man give? I accepted a free gift. And that free gift changed my life. That free gift assured me of eternity. And it was very simple. All I had to do was humble myself. And tell the Lord that I believed in him. I called on his name. He tells us in his word. Whoever calls upon my name. Shall not perish but have everlasting life. I called upon Jesus' name. And he came. He came. And I told him I believed he was who he was. He was the son of God. And I believe he died on the cross for the remission of sins of the world. And I asked him to be my Lord and Savior and forgive me. For I was a sinner. That fast, I was saved. Actually, I don't like the word saved because it gives the connotation that I was saved from something. No, I was saved into relationship in the family with God. I was adopted. See, I'm a joint heir with Christ. The soul is what God has gave us so that every human being on this earth recognizes there's something bigger and better beyond us, outside of us. It's there. 
It's there. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me, of my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the, angel, with the holy angels. Listen to this. You heard the depart from me, for I never knew you. That's what he's talking about right here. That's what he's talking about. There are a lot of people sitting in a lot of churches across this country and around the world who do not have a heartfelt relationship with Jesus Christ. They have it in the mind. They have it in the mind. And they don't have it in the heart. And they think they're going to heaven. And they're going to stand in judgment before God. And they're going to say, Lord, look what I did. I served as a deacon. Or I served as a pastor. I did this and I did that. I, I was a Sunday school director. I, was, I did, held this position in the church. I did this in the association, in the greater association. Look what we did. Look at the money we raised. Look at the good we did. Look at the people we say, we, we fed. Look at the people we clothed. We did it all in your name. <coughs> Depart from me, for I never knew you. Worker of iniquity. Your heart has to be right. And if you think you can wait until you get there, oh Lord, I love you, you can't. It has to be done while you're breathing air now. It has to be done now. And you're not going to get an opportunity every day to do it. You're not going to get an opportunity to get right. You're not going to get an opportunity to ask for forgiveness. Some folks say, well, I'm going to wait until my deathbed. Well, what if you're unconscious for two weeks while they're giving you drugs to keep you uh, from pain? How'd that work out for you? What if you can't speak for tubes being down your throat? How did that work out for you? There's a lot of things that you don't, you don't think about. A lot of things you don't think about. If you're not right, I mean 100% right with God and know without a shadow of a doubt you're going to heaven, I will probably venture to say out on a limb that you're 99% lost. Because you're either 100% lost or 100% saved. And if you're 99% sure, then you're lost. You have to be 100%. You have to know. The Bible tells you, study my word and you will know. Hide my word in your heart and it will flow out of you rivers of living water. That's why pastors harp on reading the Bible. How can you imitate somebody you don't know anything about? How can you imitate him or emulate him when you don't know what his character is? Because we're all called to be holy as I am holy. There's a whole lot here in these short little verses. Is your soul worth damnation? That's the question. Do you know without a shadow of a doubt today? Do you know? You have an opportunity. 
Because one day soon, one day soon, God's going to close the door to salvation. And that's lining up fast. There's prophecies being fulfilled every day. Every day. In Saudi Arabia, there's rivers and streams flowing out of the desert. The Euphrates River is drying up. The angels that are supposed to be in the caves below the Euphrates River, you can see the caves. When they go over there to them, you can hear the moaning down in the caves. 250 million man army supposed to walk across the dry Euphrates. Russia and China have entered into a military pact. Over 250 million man army. Things are lining up. All the world is condemning Israel over Hamas and the Gaza Strip. Are you right? Are you right? They got four red heifers in Israel. See, they need to have a red heifer that's without blemish so they can consecrate the utensils of the temple. watch is coming that's why you need to read the book that's why you shouldn't be shocked when these things happen he told us what's going to happen in Revelation and it's not rocket science truly it's not it's not the value of the soul is priceless it was so wealthy that God sent his son to die for it. God sent his son to die for it. So today, if you know without a shadow of a doubt you're going to heaven, God bless you. Share that with somebody. If you don't know and you have any doubts whatsoever, come down here today and pray and get it right. Look, nobody is going to make fun of you. Nobody's going to think bad about you walking down the aisle. If you want to, raise your hand when we, we do the closing prayer and I'll come see you at your house. But get right. Today's the day. We could walk outside and get in the car and car wreck, done. Done. There's, we're not promised the next minute. We're not. And time is coming and things are fulfilling fast. I want to see all of y'all in heaven. I do. Every one of you. I love you. I think it'll be a, a great reunion. And then we can be, you know, like the, oh, when the saints go marching in. I want to be in that number. I want to sing that song with all of you. I want to see those that have gone before me that I miss. I think I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be shocked about who's there. And I think I'm going to be even more shocked of who's not. Of who's not there. Don't hesitate. Whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever your feeling is, if this sermon is, is moving you, act on it, please. Act on it. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. And Lord, I ask that not one soul part this building without being made right with you today. Lord, I don't know how, 
much clearer that we can make it. That we have an obligation and time is running out. Lord, none of us know the number of our days except you and you hold them in our hand, in your hand. But we're to live every day as if it's our last. Lord, I love you. Bless us as we go forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you would stand, our closing hymn will be 104, Amazing Grace.